0: best i
1: can do it's just so like dramatic like (laughs) i I just like i'm so invested in the clap when we do the clap (laughs) it's just you go to clap and it's always just like is it gonna be a good clap
0: or is it gonna be a
1: bad clap will we have to do it again i don't know
0: there's so much build-up and drama yeah 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 it
1: makes it it makes me feel kind of like a little bit weird i'm like why why are we why do i feel so like invested in this clap why am i so why do i want to succeed <laughs> and why am i worried about it not succeeding it's just a clap we can we can do it again i i, I don't know i don't know
0: cuz it has to be epic the first time <laughs> that's the <key>. right. <laughs> right 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 all, all is lost if that's not if the it's case. not just perfect the first time <laughs> well welcome back friends to another riveting episode Save the world,
1: hooray! <laughs> With your host, David
0: and Aaron. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, now that the formalities are out Formality. of the way, <laughs> indeed, should, should we explain to the listeners the momentousness oh of this Oh my goodness, yes, please, episode? please
1: do, David. Do you wa-
0: yes. can I have the honor? Yes, please, all right, please. So, dear listeners, this is a momentous episode for us both because the start of Save the World began a couple months ago on a fateful day. It was a nice summer morning. Me and Aaron had played tennis for a bit, and then we went to go get some amazing sandwiches at Gandalfo's. And while we were at Gandolfo's eating food, we had a discussion about the topic we're going to discuss today. I won't give it away yet.
1: <laughs> but
0: we probably talked about it for an hour, an hour and a half
1: maybe even. It was at least an hour and a half, I
0: think. Yeah. So we were just at this <laughs> fast food place. Fortunately, they didn't kick us out for just like <laughs> sitting there over a very long time. But we discussed this idea, this topic and it was what really made us say wow we could actually do a podcast
1: yeah. yeah it was it was it was the first time that we were both we'd both been joking about it and then it, it felt like the first time when it was like well let's just do it let's yeah. do it let's, <laughs> let's do a podcast like, this could work like, yeah <laughs> let's, let's
0: give it a shot yeah, like you said, like before I was like, yeah, like we'll do a podcast sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like in my back in the back of my mind, I was like, nah, eh, probably not. But <laughs> after that day, I was like, no, no, like this this might work. Right, right. So we will we will build up to this. Again, we're not gonna give away what we're talking about yet. Right. And we'll start with something else that kind of leads into that right. topic. But uh yes. yeah, it's gonna be a, a fun episode it's it's a big deal people it's a big deal
1: (laughs) so be excited don't 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 build it up too much though in your mind because if you do you might be disappointed (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's
0: that's just good practice in general (laughs) don't sometimes overhype a movie or something yeah. you know? <laughs> right right
1: sometimes when i think back on that faithful day i was like man we rambled for a long time <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true <laughs> it was really exciting for us maybe <laughs> yeah but maybe it's not as exciting as we thinking. Listeners, listeners will just like just fall asleep while they're listening just i don't care i don't care about this thing <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys you get to listen
0: to us talk about or actually you don't have to but We should have started with it's going to be the most boring topic ever. Ah, yeah. And then we could have built up. They would have been just, you know, astonished because they had such low expectations coming into it. And then suddenly, (laughs) out of nowhere, it gets them. Blam. (laughs) Most exciting thing ever.
1: (laughs) But, as David said, we're not starting there. Because why start with the best first? You always start with the less good first. Like when you get dinner, eat the vegetables off the plate (laughs) first yes yes i I, agree (laughs) specifically in that case yes yes because it doesn't matter what the vegetables are it doesn't matter like if they're mixed in other stuff you eat the vegetables first and then you can enjoy the rest of your meal to its fullest at least that's been my theory for a while
0: well and another rule is always start with aaron when you start an episode (laughs) of save the world (laughs) because then you're going to be happy
1: (laughs) is that Is that a rule? Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Okay. No, I I followed up once first, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And I did make a point about it, (laughs) if (laughs) if I recall correctly.
1: Well, then I will will do my duty and (laughs) begin this episode properly after we began it. Please do. Please do. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, like I said, we're going to start with vegetables. (laughs) And... These vegetables are video games. A question came to me the other day. I was... I, I, I like to play video games. I don't have much time, and I don't have a lot of drive to play m- more often than not. But Steam is a wonderful thing, and they <laughs> they always have games on sale. And I don't know anyone who has a Steam library that's smaller than the time that they have to play games. I think I think anyone who has a Steam library has more games than they can ever play in their life. Yes, I'm,
0: I can agree to this. Anyone that uses Steam is susceptible to the overbuying of Steam games. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
1: it, they just... $3? Of course I want to pay $3 for this game. I want to play. And then you just never play. You never get around to it because you're busy. You've got a life, which is a problem well solved. And, and Steam is, is a wonderful thing. I love Steam. But... Recently, I bought Euro Truck Simulator. I think, like, Euro Truck Simulator 2 or whatever. I started playing it because in my childhood, I, amazingly enough, wanted to be a trucker. <laughs> for I, I just was excited about it, and I had a game where I drove semi-trucks in my game, and it was just, like, I was, like, so excited. Like, oh, I I want
0: to do I feel this. like there's a deeper backstory here, but <laughs> <laughs> let's continue on with, okay, okay. with, with your description. Um
1: so, 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 nostalgia purposes. I buy Euro Truck Simulator 2, and I started playing it. And d- during the course of playing this game, I, I began to think because there's a lot of time to think. Because guess what you're doing? You're driving a truck. <laughs> there's, there's not. You just, you're just driving down the road. Like there's nothing really to do. So, I began to think about many of the video games I've enjoyed over the years, and how many of them are work. And I began to think, why do people like to play games (laughs) that are work?
0: First of all, I want to say, I was hoping that this was all just a lead-in into some very deep philosophical question about the meaning of life. Like, (laughs) this game I was playing while I was driving down the road, the simulated road, (laughs) I was pondering on the universe, (laughs) and that's when I had the revelation (laughs) that such and such.
1: Yeah, no. But
0: this is a good question as well.
1: I, I just, it just comes out, like some of the games I love: Roller Coaster Tycoon, locomotion, Euro Truck Simulator. They're just work. <laughs> they're just work games. Like, what is your job? You're just prison architect, manage a prison. <laughs> there's, a, there's. A, I've seen my brother-in-law likes to play these games that are programming games. You just, you program computers. That's like the whole game, is programming. Yeah. Or there's games like Minecraft where the whole point is to grind
0: through getting materials. There's a game my older brother showed me along these lines called Factoria, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the idea is that you are trying to survive on this island-type thing where you're... or this, I think it's an alien planet or something. Yeah. Your spaceship yeah. has crashed. Yeah. And so, like, you slowly start from just, like, hitting things with a axe or a pick to get materials. Yeah. And as you get more materials, you can build, like, factories off of those materials and engines. And you just build this huge factory that can... Sustain itself and yeah right. missions, anyway,s but the exact same idea. it's just like building more and more stuff <laughs> <laughs> right right it's just it's just work, it's not yeah. anything and the one, the one that always gets me that I still don't really understand is the ones where it's like the money ones where you're you're buying all your whole job is to get more money in the game. It's often like a phone app, okay, yeah, my yeah, younger yeah. brother's played one, I can't remember what's called, but like yeah, you buy things that get you money faster. And then those things can buy more things. Right. And like the only goal is to get money, but like you're always buying things, and there's no like end goal. Right.
1: Right. It's just yeah, you just keep. To, it's kind of like um, it's it's just one of those click games where you just yeah. like a, like a universal paper clips or like a cookies factory, whatever that one <laughs> yeah. is. Where you just click on stuff, and then
0: slowly like you just you just build up this empire of yeah. of whatever you were doing. Yeah. And I'm I'm not as much into those those types of games where you're mm-hmm. just buying things for the sake of buying, but yeah, yeah, I. I love roller coaster tycoons right. and tycoon a lot of those work-based games. Civilization. Civilization. That's is like the <laughs> aw- most <laughs> awesome game ever.
1: And that's like the pinnacle of work. Like, what's your job to do work, to build a city, a <laughs> civilization, like, come on. Yeah.
0: And four is the best, by the way, just saying, sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but leading to your, your question, mm-hmm. why do we enjoy those games so much? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think I'm a good person to ask this question to. Really? Because I'm naturally a workaholic. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I naturally would like games that you get stuff done. <laughs> you know? Right. You feel productive, you know? Like you accomplish things as you went through mm. the game.
1: Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's the feeling productive. Like you feel yeah. like you did something. Because
0: that's a good feeling.
1: That's a feeling I enjoy generally sometimes. Like yeah. I did a thing.
0: Well, and I think it's. I think us talking about this is actually going to be quite almost silly because okay. there's entire organizations that are dedicated to designing games in a way that is addictive. You that's know? true, yeah. And so, I mean, we can speculate all we, all we want, but there are studies and things that show like <laughs> what makes a game addictive. That's and true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I can talk about a little bit about, what i do know from some of those some of those studies okay yeah and one of those things is like you said it is the desire to be productive and to accomplish things sure. right? achievement yeah but there's a very specific way of rewarding the player at certain times and in certain increments okay that makes games very addictive oh okay and so um, if you think about well, a lot of the popular games like Fortnite yeah, and those types of ones. I I haven't played that game, but I know that one of the reasons why the game is really popular is well, first of all, it's free. <laughs> to yeah, start. that's, that's a, a good start. That's a good start. But the way it rewards players at certain times is wi- really well timed. Okay. In a lot of these RPGs and yeah, a lot of these types yeah. of games that you your your ability to do stuff improves incrementally at certain spacing. Okay. And yeah. A lot of those work games that we enjoy playing have a similar idea where like roller coaster tycoon for example yeah you get a new ride that's true every certain amount of time
1: oh yeah that's true you
0: know and and then you get to but yeah
1: yeah it's like it's like it's like you're just doing your roller coaster park you're like man i could use another roller coaster and I, pop being
0: you got a new roller coaster <laughs> yeah. oh heck yeah let's build it and then like the the timing of the problems is also designed in that similar fashion like right you're not just sitting around waiting for money to come in on roller coaster tycoon most of the time, usually there's something to be fixed, or something, that, something to be dealt with, a new ride to be built, a new line to make, you know, that type of thing.
1: Someone threw up on the path and you don't know where all the handymen are and
0: one roller coaster's <laughs> broken down
1: and where are all your mechanics? Better hire 10 more because no one's getting it done.
0: Yeah, but I think that's exactly it. Like we get to do a lot of things that we enjoy about work but at a faster rate. And then oftentimes we get to do, we get to make decisions that we don't get to make at work. You know, like think about a roller coaster tycoon game or a civilization game. You're making a lot of the managerial decisions, right? Yeah, a lot of the yeah. organizational decisions yeah. and like the, what I say goes decisions that you don't often get to make unless you're like a CEO of a company, you know? Right. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we kind of enjoy that power of having that mm-hmm. choice that we normally wouldn't mm-hmm, have.
1: Mm-hmm. You just you kind of bask in the in the in the power and the glory of the power. You're just like I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm gonna make a coaster that crashes and wipes out all these people. <laughs> and then you feel bad afterwards, but because you killed guests 400 <laughs> through
0: 425, <laughs> this this suddenly turned very dark. But <laughs> they'll never get
1: home because of you. Like oh no. <laughs> got to pull them out of the- oh that was the worst when you accidentally drop a bunch in the water you're like oh sorry and you're like trying to get them out of the water before <laughs> they drown because the little swim. pinchers that like grab yeah them <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, yeah, them. yeah 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 just, stupid. and then they're just like hanging by the and you drop <laughs> them in the, on the sidewalk and and they start wandering around again just like normal it's beautiful
0: yeah i think i think that's why we enjoy the work games is just all those factors of how quick it is and okay. we get the rewards faster and in a way we don't normally get them in a regular work scenario.
1: Okay, okay. That I mean that makes sense.
0: So listeners, we ha- we have a secret to tell you. The the reason we bring <laughs> this up is it's the perfect lead-in to our actual topic <laughs> for today. <laughs> we found
1: out last week when we tried to talk about this topic and it went right into like it was the end of the episode and we tried to start talking about this and then it led like very quickly like straight down into a deep <laughs> hole it was like we need a full two
0: hours to talk about this we can't just yeah. jump in it just got like more and more complex yeah. and like more and more <laughs> branches that we were trying to cut off and save but... yeah so we are, we are ready to announce our topic, and we're talking about education. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and so the reason that we've been wanting to talk about this for so long is, first of all, I'm a, a physics teacher, so obviously this is something I value a lot, but it's also going to be really interesting because me and Aaron have very different views on the academic system. Indeed. and how it should be laid out i guess you could say yes and so it's well, gonna be a fun ride
1: <laughs> and that, i'd say not even just different views but like different just m- mostly just different perspectives we we come from different y- you you're i I, w- I consider you an academic you consider yourself an academic <laughs> yes. you, you like you like to learn things at school and be in school and teach school and you like these things and and I don't. I don't at <laughs> all. I don't like school, man. I I didn't do well in school. I, I'm I'm not currently doing super well in university. Like it's just, I'm just. I don't. I just. I, we'll talk about it. But we come from very different perspectives on this on this topic, and I think this is probably the first topic that we actually do have like such differing perspectives. Like most right. topics, we're kind of on the same page about. This one we're just completely on different pages. So that's true. Fun. I'm interested.
0: Uh, the other thing I'll say up front is I'm probably going to offend a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> sometime <laughs> during this discussion. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm not. I'm not afraid to uh, say what's on my mind and say what needs to be done to fix things in education. And that means I'm going to rally against things that a lot of people hold dear in education that i don't think are necessarily extremely valuable but we'll get to that point, when we get to that point. <laughs> right right just a forewarning
1: uh, you you it's just uh, just bear with us please please we know we know but please this will be good maybe <laughs>
0: There's a, there's a qualifier there.
2: <laughs>
0: Anyways, the reason we brought up the video game question about work
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that, like we were saying, it led, up, it led to last time this question that we realized was way too deep <laughs> to end a podcast with in such a short amount of time. But the, the problem that comes from having these games that are like work scenarios and just games in general because these reward systems are so fast paced and so well-timed and so adjusted to match your brain's ability to want to receive those video games are making it so much harder for students to succeed in the classroom because the classroom scenario hasn't changed in any way really (laughs) for many 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 years
2: right right
0: and our traditional structure we have right now does not have a nice flow of rewards <laughs> like these games do right and so the question is almost everyone agrees that like education has problems like no one's <laughs> no one's like doubting that fact, but the question is how do we solve it? It has very differing views
1: right, right. I agree fully because that was one thing that throughout throughout my at least my uh, my k-12 through 12 education was i was way more interested in playing video games than than do, doing school work because schoolwork was boring and a lot of the same idea of like the video game was something that i wanted to do it was something interesting and it, it was it was i didn't have to work for it i didn't have to work so hard for it but it doesn't actually get you anywhere it doesn't right. actually actually help you in a lot of ways like uh, video games aren't that aren't that insightful they're not they're not really that that skill building. Some people uh, try to defend it and it's like, yeah, they they do good things, but they're not they're not helpful things. They're not long-term you helpful things. You
0: can't replace your education. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: You need education. You need to learn these things. But for a kid, for for a student, it's way more fun to go play a video game than to do your homework, to do your math homework that you hate doing anyway because you're not that good at math. Right. Like I don't want to do math. I w- I don't want to do I don't want to do my English paper. And so you don't because it's the reward isn't there for you. It, it doesn't it doesn't give you any kind of reward.
0: And video games aren't going away. <laughs> no. I don't th- I don't think the solution is going to be abolish <laughs> all video games. So <laughs> Not if I have a <laughs> say in it. <laughs>
1: Which I do because we're talking about this problem here on the podcast. <laughs> They're sticking around people. I like them.
0: So assuming video games are sticking around the question is how do we change education so i want to start with one common theory okay so listeners i sent aaron a video that i wanted him to watch that kind of describes this idea and we'll put it in the show notes of course of course of course but it's a video by uh mark rober who i really love he's a great youtuber i use a ton of his videos in my class he's done a lot of just engineering feats that are fun to see the applications in physics and things like that. Um, but he presents a idea, which is a variation of a common idea, that he calls the Super Mario effect. In general, in education, it's often called gamification. This idea that we should make education more like video games, where we have more of a positive outlook on the the goals that students are trying to reach and we reward them throughout in certain ways to give them points almost like a video game would and so i sent you that video yeah and before i gave you any of my opinion on on his different points i'm yeah. curious what your thoughts were so on the video
1: so i know i know last time we did we did start dipping into gamification and this video he did he did he he made Probably the strongest case for gamification I've ever heard. It was a a TEDx video, and it was was 15 minutes long, and he talks about how um, basically how when he did a study and when people are given a task and not penalized for the task. This was the most interesting part for me. When they're not penalized for the task, like trying to do the task and failing, they're willing to try more times to accomplish the task. And th- it's it's not as according to the the numbers it's not as discouraging to have a loss of points. They did a they did a he he sent out a a little programming game, and each time you you tried to do the game, you started off with a certain number of points, and for half of for you know they randomized this this game and sent out two different games. One that would reset your points to the maximum 200 every time you tried again. You know, you try to do it and then you you failed and it it just said okay, you have 200 points, start again. And another version of the game where every time you failed, you lost five points, which isn't that many. Like that's not that many points.
0: Completely arbitrary points. (laughs) Yeah, like this uh, online system.
1: Meaningless. Meaningless points. They don't count. There's no. There's not really any like. They don't connect to the game at all. Like there's no point in having the points there almost. But the, from what he showed, the people who had the, the non-penalizing game were willing to try more times. And more of them succeeded at finishing the game. More, more of them gave it more time and, and accomplished the task given them. Whereas the ones who were penalized tried fewer times. Fewer of them, Fewer of them accomplished the task. And in general, was just a, it was just a a smaller number of people who are willing to give it the time and the energy to try it, and that really struck home with me because I I, f- I could I could see the connection really quickly with education, in in how the the rewards like there's not I don't know there's there's a lot of penalty but not a lot of reward like I don't feel like I right. gain a lot from the school system but gosh by golly if you don't turn in this paper like you fail the class. But, like, I turn in the paper, it's like, I turn in the paper, hooray, <laughs> yeah. like, I did something, but the reward isn't, it's just like the game, it's not really there, like, there's not really any kind of meaningful reward for me, but the penalizing makes it so that I I don't want to try, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm like that other group of people who got the penalizing game, it's like, I don't, I don't want to try, I don't want to give it my time and my
0: energy. And, and would you say that the reward is almost not real, because you're, just surviving school basically, but right. at the same time, the penalty is very real. Right. Because if you fell out of school, like that has traumatic <laughs> yeah. effects on your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I, I, I accomplished the goal and it's like, oh, you passed school. Hooray. Like you, you accomplished this thing that everyone does. And it's just kind of this, this abstract notion of like, oh, you had, you had something to do. Like you, you, you needed to learn a bunch of stuff. So we sent you through this system and, and you learned some stuff, but, really like I look at my diploma from high school and it's like I don't really feel amazing about that like it's just a piece of paper now I don't I don't understand like there isn't really a reward for me and and so that was the that was the main point that I connected connected with the video um he 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 did go right into he did talk about like specific gamification Mm -hmm. that was like in in kind of a way that I didn't agree with, like a way that didn't make sense, in that he he showed like oh well you have these tasks to do, and we're going to call this a test, and you have to you have to accomplish accomplish the task, you have to do these things in this order perfectly, and you compare that to a video game, you know you press these buttons in this order, and we're just going to visualize we're just going to represent the instructions as a as a as a picture as a moving picture, a virtual world, and. And call it a game. And by doing that, he was like, oh, see, that's that's <laughs> that's gamification. Wouldn't you want to play that? And I was like, yes, but what? Like, that's not the... <laughs> no, never in my professional career have I been given a set of instructions that was, press this button for five seconds, and press this button for three seconds, and press these two buttons for one second. Like, that doesn't... it's not how it works. It's, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. So those yeah. are some of my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on the video. Those are the prominent thoughts. So... I don't know, what were your thoughts
0: on the video? How did,
1: how did you, what did you agree with? What did, what did you not agree with? So That's what I'm interested about.
0: I'm, I find your position interesting. I'm glad that you disagreed with his oversimplification of gamifying <laughs> stuff. It
1: was way too simple. I was like, the heck? That's not how that works. That's not how that works.
0: I think, again, I really respect Mark Rober and I love <laughs> all his stuff. Yeah. But I think he falls into the same trap in this video that a lot of people in education do, mm-hmm. where they have an idea to fix the system, but they can't get past the abstraction of the theory. They have this like grand idea, like, oh, gamify everything, yeah. and I can turn simple tasks into games. Yeah. But people really struggle if you ask them to give me a concrete example. Right. They they can't because they don't really know how to work out the details of turning something from a you know an English test or you know a, a math homework <laughs> assignment and turning it into a game
1: into a game yeah
0: they they all say oh you know you can do this and it'd be great but I think he falls into that same trap of keeping it too general and you can't right. show the specifics of what's going on
1: right it would have been a lot more valuable to have him have him show an example of an actual test an actual thing that i would be given in school not just not just this abstract nonsense <laughs> of pressing buttons i was like wait but i don't i've never been not ever in school have i been asked to do this task like that doesn't make any sense
0: so i'm glad you i got yeah. i'm glad you agree with me on okay, that okay so, so okay you agree otherwise it would have been really hard to argue <laughs> <at> this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, right right but the more interesting thing is i i find your perspective on his first that first study mm-hmm. the, the two programs, the one that penalized you and the one that didn't. Yeah. I find that I have the opposite view. Oh, really? When I am given an, an infinite number of chances to do something, I find myself less and less motivated to do it. Okay. Because I'm not given, maybe not chances, but specifically like a deadline. Okay. Right. I have to accomplish a task by a certain time. If I if I know that is the case, I'm much more motivated to do it, to do it.
1: Right. That makes sense. Rather than just sit around and wait for when you want to do
0: it. Right. And so, I mean, he didn't he didn't talk specifically about timing, but I found that the the having, you know, as many chances as needed to accomplish the task. I would find myself less motivated to work in that type of environment and to study in that type of environment. Okay if I could turn in my homework ten times, let's say for example, right, I would be less motivated to do it right the first time I feel like okay, yeah, yeah, and I think this is perhaps why you and me differ so much in this academic perspective because I found the penalties motivating, because ah. I don't you know if I turn in the homework and I get fifty percent mm-hmm. then you know that's that's causing me to get bad grades and that type of thing, so that my motivation came from wanting to make sure I did things correctly the first time so that I didn't lose points, okay and that type of thing okay but you but you can't argue with the study right so right right so it was it was interesting to see this this idea that there is that penalization, but I think I agree with you that most students find this arbitrary penalty structure demotivating, but I don't agree necessarily with the solution that you should just allow infinite infinite redo's or right. know, chances to do it again. Because okay, yeah. I've personally seen in my physics class that when I do allow for lots of makeup or retakes and that type of thing, the students just don't come and prepared. They're 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 just like hoping for you know, hopefully I'll do it better this time. You know, like, there's not really <laughs> a... Nothing changed on their end. Right. They're and just hoping that they got a second chance and then something magical will happen right. in between.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, and that makes sense. I I almost... Now that now that you bring it up, I do agree as well because I'm thinking back on, like, one of the tests that I... One of my... The, the, the tests that I'm probably the most proud of in my high school career was my uh, emergency medical responder test in my EMR class. And... I studied like a madman for that test, (laughs) but I, I don't really, I don't really know what was, what was driving the motivation at that point. Like, I don't know why I was so motivated to try and to learn and to, and to get ready for that test, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have tried so hard if I had had multiple tries. I wouldn't have studied so hard if there wasn't one chance to get it right. The study was really nice. I actually really liked the study because it it did fall under that category of of you have infinite tries. It was it was a it was like a a pretest, where okay. the, it just you could just do the pretest over and over and over and over and over again, trying to get every question right, trying to understand every question. You know, change up questions on you, and it would it would change things. And it was just like this quiz, right. this infinite quiz. And then when I, I did that just over and over and over and over again until. I went and took the test and n- aced the test. Like, I think I got like one question wrong or two questions wrong, which is better than anyone else in the in the class, and <laughs> which I am really proud of because <laughs> I, I I never try in, in school. I never tried really that hard <laughs> to be the best in the class, but I was that one time. I, I needed I needed that, but that's beside the point. Um, so I agree that that deadline of of you have one chance to get this right. That's what was motivating that time. So, I, I agree that you do need, you can't just have infinite tries. That doesn't make any sense.
0: I, I think the reason why the study was the way it was, or the results were the way they were, mm-hmm. was that the way he set up the problem for the study is he vol- had volunteers come in yeah, yeah. and say, I think the setup was like, I want to show that anyone can program. He kind of had this facade on to try and get people <laughs> to do the. The, stu- the yeah. study, but it, was, it wasn't really the point of the the task. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he he put this thing on saying, you know, I just want to see, like, I want to prove that anyone can program. So I want you to do this little game to show if you can program or not. And that's where they got randomized into the two groups. Yeah. And it was actually funny because if you look at the YouTube comments for that video, he, he he said in the video that the purpose of the study wasn't to show people they could program. It was to do this. You know, penalty versus non-penalty study. Yeah, but one lady in the comments is like, "Um, "Actually, I did your little program game thing, and it motivated me to become a programmer." (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, "Actually, in college at that time, really getting her you know degree or her certificate in programming." And so she's like, "Maybe you should do those types of studies more (laughs) often." (laughs) So it kind of made me laugh, but I think, but I think there's something to be said about that. Where it was people that wanted to see if they could right. do the programming. They were
1: volunteering their. They time. were
0: volunteering their time into it, and they they wanted to see if they could accomplish that task. Right. And in that case, I can see where the the penalty is very demotivating because you say, "Well, you're right. I'm just not smart enough to right. oh, to I do this task. I can't do it." Right. Whereas if you have more chances, you're more motivated to say, "Okay, I can I can figure this out." You okay, know, I am I am smart enough to program or whatever it may be yeah yeah okay And I think that's the difference in the study versus what happens in the classroom because honestly when I have students in my physics class most of them do not want to learn <laughs> physics <laughs> and I don't blame them and I don't think the solution is we're, we have to force kids to want to learn physics right
1: well then that's but, just that's almost nonsense that doesn't make any sense at all anyway forcing people to want to do stuff that doesn't make any sense like you can't do that
0: so i i guess i'm curious if if you would agree with this okay but in my general experience with (laughs) with education i mostly disagree with gamification okay i feel like a lot of it is trying to get students to want to learn and to do something that they intrinsically don't want to do (laughs) Right. And we're trying to trick them into learning something. Into, right. He used that a lot in the video, trick them. Like yeah, you're 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 tricking them into learning physics or you're tricking them into learning whatever. Right. And students students are smart in that <laughs> regard. They're not dumb. They're not gonna fall for our gamification right. methods to try and trick them into playing this game whatever it may be right and then suddenly they learned physics and they didn't realize it
1: right because they're still sitting in the classroom they're still it's mandatory it's a mandatory game like that's no fun
0: right and there's there's no amount of gamification you can do where the student is learning physics or math or english or whatever it may be and them not realizing that they are learning it right i can't i can't really teach a student physics unless they can you know manipulate an equation and plug in values for a known unit and yeah. solve certain types of problems. And they're always going to know that they're doing that no matter what context <laughs> or what setup I put it in. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: It's really hard to, to disguise algebra as anything other than algebra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, and there are things you can do to make it more interesting, but you can't, you can't trick them. I always hate that idea and yeah. that mentality. Yeah. You can disguise their learning so they don't, know they're doing something that they don't want to <laughs> so,
1: do right so they don't know that they're actually learning something useful instead of just wasting their time <laughs> would
0: would you would you agree or do you
1: i agree i agree 100 percent. i think it's a step backwards i think it's a step in the wrong direction i see um the way i'm thinking about it right at this moment this is the f- i see things in my head a lot okay <laughs> um and what i'm seeing right now is there's, like, three blocks or three – three. it's, like, a Venn diagram with three circles. Okay. And each circle represents something different. One circle represents childhood, like, being a kid and things that you do as a kid. And one circle represents school, and the middle circle represents school. The right-side circle <laughs> represents the thing that comes after school, which is work, it's career, it's, it's life after school. Right. There's just kind of this Venn diagram. And what gamification does is it takes – is it takes the the being a kid circle and the school circle and tries to move the school circle further over the being a kid circle and moving it away from the after school circle the the career circle it moves it the wrong direction a- a- and when we take it that direction it's like oh keep being a kid keep playing games keep keep in- indulging in childish endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't hard for kids to do because that's what I wanted to do all through school. I didn't want to do school. I wanted to play games. I wanted to physically force those circles back back the way that that this gamification idea is talking about. Where I think w- – what I think is actually more useful is to push it closer to the middle and closer towards, towards career work and towards right. a- actual work, actual life. Because, like, being a kid is only a couple of years – and then being at school is only a couple of years and then like your career is like 40 years <laughs> like it's like the rest of your life it's like the majority <laughs> of your life like you need you need to you need to prepare for that not being a kid not playing games because there's plenty of time to play games and people want to do that anyway it's something that you choose to do for fun and i don't think that's i don't i don't think that's that's helpful long term i think i think in some ways if it could be done i don't see how it could be done but if if you could do it gamify gamification in schools i think it would be valuable to help learn material maybe i think i think it would be helpful to learn material but i don't think it would be helpful in the long term when you actually get into a real job
0: i like your that visualization cuz i i haven't thought of it in that way in my head but that that's totally what i was thinking that gamification is almost justifying, like you said, this, this idea that life should be like a video game. Right. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. And right. that's a really bad way to try and get through life <laughs> and a career. Right. You're not going to be able to hold a career if you're not only doing fun things. You right. don't want to do something unless it's fun. There's not going to be a lot of people that want to a- <laughs> hire you. I'm sorry.
1: Right. And right. well, there's not going to be much to do anyway because every job has something that sucks sanding and woodworking it's not fun but i still have to do it
0: so i agree that school should be more like work more preparatory to work and it should function in a way that is similar to work i think one of the big problems is these three circles being a kid right and just kind of life in general going to school and having a job they're so disparate in the structure and the way things are expected to be and yeah. how rewards are placed and yeah. what the expectations It's just there's such a big divide between those. Right. And if we're going to try and get any two closer together, it should be school and work rather right. than school and being a kid. Right. And the fun things you like to do, well, they're fun things you like to do, and you still do those when you're an adult. Right. But it's not any type of preparation for how you're going to behave in a work scenario.
1: Right, right. The, like, like we talked about those work video games. You're it, 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 like playing work games. like That doesn't prepare you for work. Not even kind of. <laughs> that, that, that just, you just play games. You just, you're playing a game. I'm not driving a truck for six hours and actually parking a truck and actually learning how to, how to work on a diesel engine. Like, that. There's nothing useful coming out of the game. You're just playing. And it's, right. no, it's nothing like a real job. But you enjoy it, and it's good. It's it's good. We need that part of life. I think we need every circle in that equation. Right. And we need to pass through every circle. But the problem is, is that if you pass through the first one, everyone passes with flying car colors.
0: Well, not everyone, <laughs> but like, it's really you. Easy you to... could argue that I didn't get to the kids' <laughs> circle with passing colors, flying colors.
1: It's like I don't want to play. I don't. Wanna, I don't wanna have fun. I want to work.
0: I want to get stuff done. <laughs> Really quickly, have you seen the new Christopher Robin movie? Yeah, I did, I did. I love the scene where the little girl is like, if I'm going to go play, I'm going to go play harder <laughs> and better than any kid has played. I was like, yes, that was me. That was totally I me. Can,
1: I can see it now. You, I can see you as that as that child, just the attitude and the, the feeling. Like, play? Yeah, we're going to play. We're going to play hard. We're gonna play better than everyone else. Heck yeah. Even though she's like by herself, like... <laughs> i'm gonna be the best like oh (laughs) just go have fun kid (laughs) anyways (laughs) sorry so you need to pass through every circle and and it's really easy to go through like doing what you want to and being a kid and learning all this stuff it's just it's just life that's just you just live life it's easy it can be easy in the in the right like yeah anyway anyway, life is life that's a topic for another (laughs) um (laughs) so you pass through that one flying colors you get a plus on 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 the first circle and then you get to the second circle education and if you fail this circle the third circle is terrible it turns into like this terrible place where you don't want to be but but like being a kid you weren't being graded on that hard and 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 then like you get to th- i don't know i don't know just I, babbling
0: does that make sense uh, it makes sense and i would add that part of the problem too is and when you're a kid things are so concrete because things that are fun naturally are enjoyable to you and your you know your body reacts to fun things so you yeah. know what to do as a kid you know yeah, you know yeah. what things you enjoy in work you have very specific deadlines and very concrete goals and things that your employer wants you to do by certain times or whatever it is mm-hmm. and those are also concrete but school has this very abstract sense of of expectation right. you have to take these classes because we said so,
1: right? You have to learn everything. You have to learn
0: everything because we said so. Right? You have to turn in by this day because we said so. And so <laughs> you go from concrete to abstract to concrete. And so you could almost argue that like <laughs> being a kid is almost closer to to being in a work scenario than school is in a lot of ways because everything's so well defined in wow. life yeah. and work, but it's so abstract in school. In school, and yet. If you don't get through this abstract barrier that we call education, <laughs> then the other one is so much harder for you just because simply you can't get the jobs right. that are more fulfilling because you don't have the education required for them. Right, way. right.
1: And you do, like, it's like you do need to pass through that. Circuit. You do need education. Like, you, it's right. it's valuable to go to school. It's School is awesome. Like, we need this to have a standardized education system. Like, that, I think that's good. I think it's good that everyone learns English and... Learn science and and learns all these different things, but but I couldn't I I couldn't agree more about the abstract because 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 someone said so because because you're supposed to like I couldn't agree with that abstract concept more because that's one thing as I started going to university that really just like it just it totally broke school for me because I was going to school and I was working and at work everything made sense. It's like, okay, I do, I do cabinetry. And okay, so we, ha- we have a job to make cabinets. We need to make these cabinets. And it's like, okay, well, what do we need to do to make the cabinets? So we get ready to make the cabinets. So okay, what day do we need to deliver the cabinets? Like, when do we need to install the cabinets? Oh, well, you know, there's a whole series. There's this whole tree of things that need to happen before you can install cabinets. The floor needs to go in and the walls need to go in. You need, you need sheetrock and Oh, the tile guys need to come and you need to make sure all the outlets are placed correctly You make sure the cabinets are going to fit you make sure the walls have the windows in them, make sure everything's right. You know, there's this, there's a long list of things that need to get done before you can do cabinets. But then as soon as your cabinets are in, oh, we need countertops. And the whole goal of the project is to get this thing done as fast as possible and right at the same time, right. because somebody's paying money to get this thing done. So, we need to get this done, and it's not it's not arbitrary. there's no arbitrary deadlines like oh, you guys need to have your cabinets in by oh uh, this day because april twenty first because that would be a good day for cabinets <laughs> <laughs> or because that's when we decided that you should have cabinets in It's like what what no, <laughs> you need to have your cabinets in april twenty first because april twenty third the countertop guys are coming to do template, like you need to have this ready so that we can keep going with the project so that the project doesn't stop and so that all these people get paid on time that's that's the whole there's no like you're saying it's concrete there's no there's no arbitrariness with with all these work settings but then i go to school i'd i'd, I'd go from that from this good solid structure to school and i'd sit there in class and they're like okay and i sit there <laughs> it's like, okay hey, this is what we're going to learn this semester and i, <laughs> I got to thing. i was like i can learn this faster Right. Like, but you can only take it in a semester block or half a semester block. Like uh, which which one do you want? It's like why do I need a semester? Why is there this arbitrary semester of time that I need school? And then like they give me assignments, so it's like, okay, we need to do this next time. It's like okay, but like yeah, so we can learn the next thing, so we can learn the next thing, but it's just all felt so abstract. Like it's just there's just it's just arbitrary deadlines that don't mean anything. They don't right. they don't actually mean anything at all so i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't agree more
0: (laughs) with your observation it is interesting because as i'm saying this again i'm coming from the academic perspective and so it's taken me a while to see that this is a problem like our conversation again Mm -hmm. on fateful day (laughs) and also (laughs) kind of opened my eyes to (laughs) that this is a problem for a lot of people because their jobs don't match what their school work was like whereas <laughs> i went into academia and i went into school with the idea that i was probably going to stay in academia and stay a teacher and, okay you know so i yeah. even though the deadlines were arbitrary and that type of thing it was the structure that i knew my career was going to be in
2: oh Okay. and so yeah.
0: i naturally just work in this environment and it's just something i am used to because it's how i've always i've always been in school Deadlines <laughs> have always been arbitrary and you know, defined by some system. Right, And so, right. so I work well in this environment. And it's motivating to keep staying in this environment because I know my job's going to be in this okay. environment. Yeah. So it it took me a while for me to see that when students don't have that connection of, I'm, I'm not staying in academia. <laughs> you know, I want to go <laughs> do something in the real world, I guess right. you could say. That, there is yes. that that disconnect of how school – it treats students versus how your work often will. Which I would, yeah. So what, what I want to do, because okay. again, this is a big problem. Yeah, right? yeah. So I'd, I'd like to break this up into two parts. Okay. First part being, well, I guess we could do this in either order. Yeah. But I want to do one part of what types of things can teachers do and the school systems do right now without radically changing the entire school system so that we can, can we call it careerification? Careerification?
1: Do (laughs) some careerification for their school? We careerify
0: the classroom. The classroom?
1: That's so good. I can't (laughs) believe how good that is.
0: So I want to talk about what what types of things teachers can do right now and schools can do right now to make classrooms more like a work scenario in a positive way.
2: Okay. And yeah. then I
0: also want to talk about what radical things should happen if we really want to fix the education really, system yeah. that I, have... I don't have the resources or ability to change <laughs> but I want to see happen in the world.
1: Don't worry, David. Someday you will. Som- someday this podcast, like we talked about, <laughs> will be a moving force in the world. <laughs> just like just just like our data center. We're gonna go back and say, Okay guys, episode Seven. Seven. (laughs) Episode seven. Careerification. It needs to happen. And the whole world will shift for us. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I like that, though. I like having both of those.
0: So, I guess the question is, which would you rather start with first? The concrete ones we can do right now or the abstract? Or not abstract, (laughs) but... The revolutionary, <laughs> changes the entire school system and the world type.
1: I definitely think the little things right now would be more useful. I, I, I'm more interested to hear those because I think they're more directly applicable. Okay. And I'm I'm incredibly interested to hear your thoughts because you actually teach. I've n- I've never <laughs> like taught a class before. I've never been inside the education system, on your end, and so it's like I don't really I, I don't know. Hmm, that's a good idea. That's a good question. So what's what's some of your ideas? What's 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 the prominent thought in your mind, to to help like ideas that things that teachers can do now to careerify,
0: <laughs> to careerificate? Yes. To <laughs> ca- oh. <laughs> that sounds bad. Ah uh, <laughs> uh, yes, no. <laughs> Careerification. That's the general. Yes, yes. yes. General. Yes. Well, I do have some thoughts, and okay. I have thought about this quite a bit. <laughs> um, I want to start with at the teacher level first. Okay. Yeah. So think from my perspective, for example. Okay. I, I teach physics. Yeah. Probably one of the most hated classes yeah. in the s- school system. Oh, yeah. Up, <laughs> up there with math and other things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a lot of students that don't want to learn this stuff. And my goal is not to force them to yeah. want to learn, right? I, you can't do that. There's too many problems. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, just, it's just life doesn't work that way right right um but i tell my students and i often tell my students when they ask like you know "When am i going to use this that's that, you know that's a common teacher question and when yeah. i was first teaching <laughs> when i was first teaching i used to be, be like oh because physics is great and you know <laughs> physics is, teaches you about the world and you'll be able to predict all these things about motion and all this like super nerdy stuff that yeah. i love <laughs> Right. But, the part that you actually enjoy about physics. But it does not really speak to my students, right? It <laughs> right. just doesn't grip them like right, right. Um but now my response has been more that physics is a way for you to be able to look at problems differently, right? Okay. And so I don't I don't need you to love physics like I love physics. You don't even have to like it. But it will, <laughs> but the proper study of physics and just generally doing something that you don't want to do, but having to look at something in a different way
2: mm-hmm.
0: forces you to be better at solving any type of problem, oh. having to look at it from a different system. And so I tell them, I want my classroom, again, like we were talking about, to be as much as it can be a, a preparation for a career, and not in the way that physics itself directly prepares them for their career it might if they like physics and want to go into something in that field mm-hmm. but more that hey look sometimes people want you to see something from a certain perspective or you need to read some you know memo or so your your ceo has some certain vision they want you to see something from yeah. or whatever it may be and you, you sometimes you just have to be willing to look at things in a different way and be able to deal with the problems in that setup whatever it may be so the setup that i used to have was the traditional setup You have, you know, homeworks every day. If you turn it in late, it's 70% of your original credit. You know, all the standard teacher system stuff, stuff, right? But if I'm really wanting my students to be better prepared for a career or whatever it may be, I, I realize that I can't have my physics class be like that traditional setup for classes, you know. Just the, the academic. Here's your homework. This is when it's due. This is the late fee, or not, not late fee, <laughs> <laughs> late, late percentage, taxes, fees. Yeah, that's my solution. Charge them for being late. No. Cost them money. Yes, they will. They will pay, and they will come. <laughs> no. So, so something I have done this year mm-hmm. is and it's partially a little biased because I'm so sick and tired of grading late work. (laughs) But I totally abolished my late work policy. Okay. What I have done is that instead of having homework due every day, Mm -hmm. I have simply given the deadline that all homework assignments and labs and anything we do in this class is due by the test. And it is, is a one-time thing if you don't have it in by test day no points and i like the sound of that so when students come in they're like oh i I missed yesterday and you know what's the missing policy i'm like i don't care that you were gone like (laughs) just be ready to go by test day right because in my opinion that is much more like a career uh, setup where you like your boss doesn't care usually exactly what you're doing right. at any given moment. And you don't have something turned in every single day. You know, th- this doesn't right. exist in the work format, but there are very certain deadlines. Like you were saying that you have to meet. Right. And your employer doesn't allow for late assignments. Right. 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 You can't go in and say, Oh, i sorry, boss. I got the cabinet in two days late. Like how much, how much <laughs> do I still get paid? <laughs> you know, do I get 50%
1: of my pay? Cause right, I was two right. and he's sitting there going, it cost me money to let you do like it, it's costing him money for the lateness. Like it's not, it's not this arbitrary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. He, he's exacting these things out of you because those things are being exacted out of him. Like right. these things have to get done because he has to get them done because he gets paid. And if he gets paid, you get paid. And if he doesn't get paid, you don't get paid.
0: Right. And so I think, I think as much as we can in any classroom setup, abolish, Late work, absent work. And just rather than having day-to-day deadlines, having specific, this is the day that all things are due, just like (laughs) you would have in work. This whole project, this whole setup needs to be done by this time. Right. Now, any teachers that are listening (laughs) know that this doesn't fly with principals and parents (laughs) because that time when their student does – nothing does nothing yeah. or it does miss it then and they fail they everything. fail right and they don't like seeing that right i i mean again hopefully if everyone was doing this we'd get into that mentality mentality that it has yeah. to be in by that day yeah yeah um and so obviously any type of like parent excused extenuating circumstance there's a medical emergency or that type of thing i'll i'll give them that. Of, course, <laughs> I like yeah, that. of course you <laughs> can't you can't ignore We're in that a car
1: accident like oh sorry you fail, yeah. Because
0: oh again, your employer would say the same thing. Like, oh, like, yeah, obviously, yeah. that's a, a problem, <laughs> like, right, 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 yeah. Or at least you'd hope your employer would understand. If they you don't, really, they don't yeah. understand. Get another job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not good. Um. So what? What? The other thing I've done, for for teachers that are listening, um, <laughs> is because that doesn't fly with parents, and with principals, I've also added something that I think actually does help in a little bit and is a little bit similar to a career as well, is I have things that aren't due at all until the end of the term. So, for example, in my class, my students have what are called extension assignments. And this kind of ties into gamification a little bit. Okay. Um, But there's a lot of things that I find interesting in physics that I don't have time to talk about in class. Yeah. Like, for example, there's a video that uh, Veritasium does on YouTube where he talks about the world's roundest object. And it's how... They are redefining the kilogram based on the number of atoms inside this super round silicon sphere. Anyways, it's a really cool concept, wow. and I really enjoy talking about. It. But the problem is, it's a really long video, and a lot of students just don't—they don't wrap their head around why that's so useful and powerful, and this right, idea of the, the physical object defining a constant that no longer relies on a physical object. Yeah, yeah. But, anyways, the point is, it's—it's it's just too—it's too much time for me to take in class to do that. So what I'll do is I'll put it on. We, we use an online management system called Canvas, and we, I upload assignments to that. And their extension assignments are on there. And they don't have to do all the extensions; they just have to get a certain number of points or do a certain set of them in mm-hmm. the topics they find interesting. So they may not find that world's roundest object video very interesting, no. but they might find the you know Mars space rover crash Heck you know yeah. that happened a couple of years ago because there was a metric versus uh, English system distinction. In oh. the two systems. Have you, you? Do you know that story? I don't know that. Oh. So,
1: wait, you got to send me this extension. assignment. <laughs> I need this.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so one of the one of the, I don't know if it was a rover, but one of the satellites they sent to Mars back in the '90s, I believe, um, crashed because somebody was using English units on the system on Earth, and the satellite they sent or whatever oh, it was was using no. metric. Really? Oh, and so oh, they were no. like 150 miles closer to the surface of Mars than they were supposed to be. And it just like crashed. That's yeah. And because of the simple difference between metric and uh, the English customary system anyways, but you know, things like that, things it's like, I don't have time to go through that whole story in class. So I put that on the website and they can choose the ones that they want to do. Yeah. And for that, I don't make it due by test day because first of all, again, for the parents and the, administrator i I can say look if they weren't able to get all their homework done they can do these things on canvas they can do some of the quizzes as well and some of these things i'm like they're not due at any time you just have to get them in by the end of the term yeah but but again the reason i do that as well from an educational perspective is they don't need to know you know the fact that that space expedition crashed to mars right really at any time during (laughs) the Right. The, That's just interesting. The material. It's just interesting. There's no real deadline. If you're if you need something for the test, obviously you have to know it by the test, right? Right. right. But these things aren't really these extension assignments don't really build on to material needed for the test. They're just interesting things that yeah. you should know. Like interesting application yeah. ideas. And so the idea behind that one is that, you know, in work, there are some things that don't really have a deadline. Right. There's you know, there's Things you, you can learn on the job and stuff like that. There's things your boss eventually wants you to be able to do, but you don't necessarily need it right away. Right. And so being able to motivate yourself to do them in some reasonable time frame yeah. is useful to have i guess there's still that end of the term deadline which will eventually motivate you
1: yeah well and and you just you have to have
0: that some some deadline there has (laughs) to
1: be something you can't just let it go
0: on forever yeah but it but it solves two problems of adding content that is more interesting that the students can do so hopefully they enjoy physics a little bit more right but it also adds that kind of leniency that allows me to still make the principals happy and the parents (laughs) happy unfortunately that's the world we live in where that has to be the case
1: right right i realize that we we lack only one one perspective on this on this on this discussion and that is the administrative like the school board side of everything which is like i don't know anything about that i'm just i i I represent the student in this in this situation (laughs) and you represent the teacher so so it's uh,
0: yeah. So I'm curious. Like I mean, it, obviously, it'd be hard to imagine yourself in a physics classroom. In that, yeah, you know, yeah. Ba- 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 if back you could go day. back in the day and Ooh. you had me, well, if you had another teacher as a physics teacher and they were doing that type of thing, mm-hmm. I don't know. Would you find that more motivating than what you were doing, rather than having the homework due every single day and the late, the late penalties and that type of thing?
1: I i'm not sure it's it is really hard to go back and and think about it from from that person's perspective like i was a different person back then that was the different right me. um i'm really curious to actually see how this goes in your classroom like how 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 it goes over because i can still see like it's like it's obvious in my mind that like while it's it's better like it's, i think it's amazing like i think it's a lot better but there's still going to be someone who doesn't do their work. Like there's still going to be someone who dinks around all the whole time because they were, they were similar to me where they just didn't want to do it. And so they didn't do it. They reap the the reward for their actions. Like that's, that's just how that works. Like, You just, you're, you're, you're done. Um, and maybe that'll help motivate them next time when they take the class again. At, At the current moment, I think it's genius. I think it really does careerify that part of school because that, that, like you say, it, it really does, it falls along that line of, of acting a lot more like a career. I think, hmm, I wonder. W- one concern I have is that the, the end of, like, the, the final test deadline is kind of far away, and it's kind of hard to imagine that, that far of a deadline. I I don't, I don't usually think about them in that right. kind of, that kind of length of time, like, especially in work, like, this, this brings up another issue where, where work, I'm working eight hours a day on one thing. Like, I have one job, and I do right. that for eight to ten hours a day. Whereas school, it's like, okay, well, you're going to do everything for an hour a day. You do this for an hour and this for an hour and this for an hour. And so they, like, spread it out across this huge long distance of a semester of time, which is, like, a ton of time. Like, an inconceivable amount of, like, actual time. Like, I can't right. actually see a whole semester in my head. I can see a week, and I can see a couple days, but several months, I can't. I can't really visualize yeah. that.
0: that. That is one weakness I have noticed so far. Again, this is my mm-hmm. first year doing this new system, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of positive things. Okay, where I've had students that have come in and been like, "Mr. Hart, like, I miss you know two days. excited et cetera, start. Et cetera. Like, what do I need to do?" And I'm like, "Look, like, just be ready for dust day." And they're like, "Oh, really?" Like, I'm like, "Yeah. You, you see that checklist?" Just make sure everything on that checklist is ready to go by (laughs) testing.
2: Oh, right, right.
0: And so, like, a lot of students have found that liberating. Yeah. But the issue that you bring up is true, that tests are about two to three weeks apart from each other. Okay. And that's a little bit longer than most most jobs and most people just in general will be able to prepare for something. Yeah. If something's three weeks down the road, it is a little bit more abstract, you know, a little bit more, oh, that's going to come – later it'll, it'll be later so yeah, they yeah. still i'm still seeing a lot of students that are procrastinating you know because yeah. they they have a hard time visualizing that far down the road but i'm hoping as we go on get further and further along through the semester and through the year they'll be better and better prepared as they get to each test because right. they'll realize trying to get everything in and ready and done on the last couple of days is right. really hard as compared to just doing it systematically and pacing themselves to Ooh. be ready for that but again i don't have the data yet to show right whether or not right that's we're working. still
1: we're still waiting on the actual results i okay yeah
0: but so far i've been i've been pleased with what i've seen students seem to be they seem to be grabbing that idea and enjoying the the liberty of not having to have so many specific deadlines
1: okay yeah i think that'll appeal to a, like it appeals to my brain at least right now i'm like heck yeah that makes perfect sense but i think a lot of i think some students will get frustrated with the whole the whole concept they're <laughs> like what what do you mean do all the things like i don't I, I, tell me when they're due right like they'll just i don't know that's the other problem is that it's so difficult to to teach a group of people right because they're all
0: different and they're all <laughs> something else but it's gonna say you're, you're preaching to the choir here i know i know i know <laughs> I You're completely like, agree it was <laughs> <laughs> in the
1: corner like yeah, I, know, I I know I knew this the whole time. <laughs> I deal with this every day, <laughs> I think it does move it in the right direction i I also like that you you try to pull it i don't know the other way, like you have like other stuff that they can do that's 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 more kind of designed to be kind of fun informative like that's textbooks try and do that okay (laughs) i saw that in my textbooks and i saw those sections and i was like do i need to read that no i do not i'm (laughs) not gonna read it because i have to read this and they they like tried to be fun and informative but i i like the idea of just having them as kind of like these other things that you 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 can do you you pick whatever you want to do i mean i I would look at that list and be like oh heck yeah mars heck yeah i love space (laughs) space is my jam and I'd, i'd jump on all over that that'd be sweet I I think when you told me that and and you said that that was like kind of like gamification, the in my mind, the circles that we had, the one circle in the middle kind of stretched out and it kind of went work <laughs> and, and turned a little bit more into a. Uh,
0: oh, it bridges open. the gap more.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it to to stretch it out and and cover both careerification and gamification to kind of to kind of build a, a bridge, a longer bridge like you were saying um, i think that actually is better i think it's a lot better to have right. both be like okay well this is how this is how real life works and this is what you like this is fun stuff this is what we like to do this is what you know i'm a physics teacher and right. this is what i love about physics and right. you show them the stuff that's interesting but at the same time you you, you turn around and you say well you got to get ready for life like <laughs> yeah. I, I know this is fun stuff but like life is coming it's going to get you <laughs> if you don't prepare and this is how you prepare for life students right. ask well, why do i do this it's like well this is why i do this and this is why you need to do this because life is is, is there it's it, this is how life works this is how career works is that the project is due this day and you have to do everything we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to hold your hand and pace you for it pace, right. pace it for you like you have to hold your own hand <laughs> and get this done. Like <laughs> time to grow up and be a, be an adult about it. I think that would have been, looking back, I don't know if that would have, but I I feel like that would have been valuable to for me to be like, okay, like it's time for you to grow up and time for you to take responsibility for this thing. At least for younger me, it was like I don't care because this is something someone's making me do. But as soon as it's, it's like, as soon as it's my thing to do, as soon as I'm choosing to do it, and as soon as I'm being an adult about it and and (laughs) accepting the responsibility of it, then it's valuable. Oh, babbling.
0: I I have found that being very open with my students about it, Mm -hmm. not that it's like, Oh, this is Mr. Hart's crazy, strange, arbitrary deadline system that he made up. It's, you know, I'm telling them like, I want you guys to be responsible and be ready to have deadlines in life that have a lot more things than just like a single homework assignment. But I also want to give you the liberty to do them when you need them to do them, you know. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I try to be very open with my students about that, and I think that helps too, because they can okay. kind of see the same vision. If I don't tell them the vision, then it's just kind of some arbitrary deadlines, like anything else in school, you know. So I have to be right, right. A little bit more open with them about why we're doing it.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's really that's really valuable.
0: We'll, we'll see when they get to I the first <laughs> unit test and <laughs> we're gonna have what some happens
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we're going to have some hefty follow up on on how this is all going to go um this actually brings to mind one other thing that I want to complain about <laughs> um <laughs> that that I saw was a problem with homework cuz homework homework for me was the biggest problem homework was the great the great problem with school for me because so are we, are can we are we good to move on to another can I, can yes. I, I can move the conversation forward. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, the best thing about work, the thing that I love about work <laughs> is that what happens at work stays at work. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 great problem that I had with school, the biggest problem that I had with school was doing my homework. Like I sucked at homework. I sucked at doing homework. I sucked at getting homework done. Like I just, I wasn't good at doing it because I wasn't at school anymore. I was at home and I didn't want to do homework. I didn't want to do all this this stuff. And I think that's a problem with the way it's currently done. I don't know if you have thoughts on this but 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 basically it's 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 the idea of like I've devoted all this time to being here. I've devoted 7 hours of my day to being in class, to being at school. And then and then teachers hand out homework. And it's like, "Okay, Here's all your homework, and even if it's only like half an hour to an hour's worth of homework i'm not going to do it because i'm not right. at school I'm at home and i don't do i don't do school at home I do home at home i do I do first bubble first circle at home I do second circle at school and i do third <laughs> wor- third circle at work that's third. where I do these things I don't want to take that home I don't want to have to think about it while i'm at home i'm I'm devoting all this time I especially notice that in university It's like oh you have all this homework and it's like but i'm paying you <laughs> to teach me the material I'm sitting in class and paying you my money that I earned going to work to teach me the material and all you tell me all we do is review the thing that I was supposed to have studied on my own and it drove me crazy it was it <laughs> happened in my math class and it happened in a couple of my other classes and it just it just broke my mind because it felt like it was like completely the wrong way to do it it seemed like a good idea that's the thing is it is that they came into it i came into the classroom and the teacher was like okay so you have to do these things and then next week in class like turn in the homework and then next week in class like we'll talk about it and we'll we'll, we'll talk about it and then we'll, we'll we'll move through it and i was like oh okay yeah i can do that yeah self-learning yeah." Okay. but then like <laughs> But then it just – it totally broke down because it, it just – the whole system just kind of fell apart in my hands when I was like, oh, yeah, this seems like a good idea. And then it wasn't. It wasn't a good idea at all. It just – I didn't like it, and it didn't work.
0: Huh. So I'm going to separate the student side of me from the teacher side of me. Okay, okay. Because the student side of me loved homework. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So I – I Pray
2: tell. <laughs> Why you loved homework?
0: It's uh, – I, I should clarify. I loved homework in math and physics and the fields I enjoyed doing. Yeah. Um, I didn't oh, like okay, English yeah. homework. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you know, the right. I, right. I, anytime I had to like express my feelings or my opinions, I was like, yeah, "Why am I doing this?" Um, but I loved homework in the sense that, again, as a hopeless academic, the, the one yeah, I, had, yes, yes. <laughs> I I loved doing homework. Because it made me feel s- secure in the knowledge that we had learned. Okay. I I never liked the idea of you do the homework first, and then we come and talk about it. That never, never works. No. But if it was, let's talk about it, then go do the homework, and then we'll come back and grade it and see how we did and that type of idea. That's really common in math and physics. Yeah. Like, that, I really enjoy doing the homework because, <laughs> especially in physics, and again, this may just be why I love physics so much. Yeah, yeah. You go and you learn about a general concept. Then you go and you do the homework, and you have the general ideas, but now you have to apply them into very specific contexts and problems. And that application is where you really learn mm-hmm. the physics. Because okay. you have to be like, okay, I know kinetic energy does this, and I can convert it into potential energy and this type of thing. And it's like, oh, now suddenly I have a polar bear on a motorcycle, and he is you know, riding <laughs> down the lane, and he trips, and you know, whatever happens in the story. Right, right. And like, you're like, okay, I, I think I know I can do this, and like, sometimes you have to work around, and you didn't do, quite, do it quite right. But you eventually come to a solution, and you get that final answer. And like, it's so satisfying. It's like, oh, yeah, that polar bear is sliding on his backside, at 30 miles per hour when all of a sudden (laughs) you know like whatever it is he's he slid slid 400 feet at 30 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so i i love that that feeling and i enjoy that feeling and when i'm doing homework in the fields of study that i enjoy Mm -hmm. it's extremely valuable to me okay but again that is me as the student that loves academia on the teacher side I have to take it again from the perspective that most my students don't want to do physics and they just they don't love that you know same procedure and yeah. application that I do, right That doesn't mean I still don't expect them to learn right. <laughs> the material that's what, that's my job <laughs> I'm failing as a teacher if I don't expect you to learn the material and yeah, not yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so so I find that I agree with you in terms of the time, okay, I feel like. Like you said, you spend seven hours in school. If you're just doing physics because you have to, to graduate, to spend another half an hour or hour at home on that assignment yeah. is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So what I've been trying to do with my classes, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. I try to not lessen the amount of homework, but I try and give as much time as I can in class, not just to homework, but again, to the quizzes and the extension assignments that we do on Canvas. And so I've tried to give at least, like, a good 30-minute block at the end of almost every class where we were working together, we're doing the assignment, we're still having that time to practice. Because I feel like you, you got to have that practice, yeah. especially in math and physics, to really learn it. Yeah, yeah, it so definitely. It has to be there. But I feel like we need to give more of that time in class because mm-hmm. students are already so, have so much time in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Why not use some of that time to do the homework and the other stuff mm-hmm. right because again seven hours a day they're already giving us so much time just ask them to give another hour at home yeah. on a subject they don't like like yeah. that's that's too much in that, my opinion
1: i, I yeah uh, i 100 percent think it is because the job won't ask you to do that <laughs> yeah you, you're not expected to go home and 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 still be St- still be working on cabinets at your house like that
0: i've never been expected to do that like you shouldn't i've never tied a cabinet to your car <laughs> roof to and the just, roof of my car. <laughs> drove home
1: with with a cabinet like oh yeah by the way we need to have the modifications on this cabinet done tomorrow so you know enjoy your homework for work <laughs> like oh i'm getting paid for this right like uh no
0: <laughs> okay but i do kind of want to stop on this topic for a second okay because there it leads into one of the the grandiose revolutionary ideas i feel like would solve a lot of problems that this is related to. Okay. So if that's okay with you, yeah, yeah. i want to i want to talk about one other thing i feel like can be done right now by teachers, by in this case it's not the teachers but oh. the admin. Oh. Okay, and the okay. school system. Yeah. Do tell. So it it's it's kind of bordering on the uh revolutionary okay, side, I guess you say. Radical side. But One of the big problems, and this goes back to the Mark Grober study, is that in the grading systems that every school uses, Mm -hmm. every student starts with an A.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And you start with 100%, and as you turn in assignments, you can either stay at 100% or you go down. Right. Right? You are not turning things on time. You're not getting the full points. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be the most demotivating system yeah. that you could ever have on the planet Yeah, where <laughs> yeah. your only job is to survive with the grade <laughs> you have not to get get it
1: right right you're not earning it you're 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 holding on to it yeah for dear life. <laughs> you're holding
0: on to it for dear life
1: I'm thinking oh snap if i don't pass this physics test i'm gonna fail the class i like, go uh, huh. i never thought about it in that in that context but that's yeah
0: yeah I, I agree it's kind of like if you think about it, it is a really weird way to set up yeah. the school system so one of the ideas i really liked that uh I think his name is Matt Anderson from Bozeman Science. He he was really big into the gamification stuff. Mm -hmm. And he has some things I don't necessarily agree with. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that he really talked about was this idea that our grading system is set up in a really poor way that gives students almost the motivation to fail. Yeah. Because... They, they almost know they can't hold on to that perfect A unless they are a really good student. Okay, yeah. And so it's like, well, I might as well let it go down to such and such a grade because I'm probably going to go there anyways. And so like, <laughs> right, right. if you believe you're a C student, your grade will probably naturally fall down to being a C student because yeah. that's your expectation. Yeah, yeah. And so the way we really need to switch it up is to, and what he proposes, Matt Anderson proposes, is that rather than having the everyone starts with 100%, Mm-hmm. you start the grades at zero. Yeah. And the expectation is that by the end of the year or the end of the semester, whatever it is, the grade builds up and the student can see, oh, I've reached this point. Now I can't go below a D. Oh, now I've reached a C. Okay, great. I'm at a C. If I get a little bit more work, I can get to B, right? And so they see yeah. this this build and they can't fall back from it. And they can put in assignments and they're not constantly seeing their grade drop right as they're right. going along
1: it's not it's not a it's not a fear of oh if, if i don't if i don't get a 40 out of 40 on this test like then my my grade's gonna go down it's it's holy snap i got a 35 out of 40 heck yeah like that's not too bad <laughs> now i'm gonna see heck yeah
0: yeah now, now i only need this many points to get to this grade or whatever yeah 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 so a couple of, of difficulties to overcome with this okay okay for example in, in my school if a student drops below a D. We set them up on this intervention schedule and in this okay. intervention time where they have to come in and get help with their assignments because they're falling behind and that type of thing. Okay. I personally don't agree with that. Anyways, I feel <laughs> like there's a not do that. But a lot of right. schools and teachers and principals like that idea that we catch students before they get too far behind.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which i can see it's
0: pros and cons <laughs> do you have some thoughts on this just to have curiosity
2: <laughs> that's ridiculous uh, <laughs> I,
1: I i just in my mind i'm just i, I see I, I can see i can see where this is going of like uh, to solve that problem i'm like oh well if we just do the revolutionary change of everyone does this <laughs> then you could set up a new system to catch students rather than rather than trying to catch them as they feel fall below your <laughs> made up levels of perfection. Right. Of, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's I just it just makes me laugh. And and I can see how that would be a problem if you wanted to do it as an individual teacher, as an individual. If the whole school didn't change, you'd run into some problems with this. Right. With this system.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's why it has to be like a school-wide change cuz right. otherwise if I'm doing that and all my students have Fs for the first Four weeks of the class because <laughs> <Right. laughs> admins <they don't> <laughs> like
1: the heck's going on here. <laughs> You're like, don't worry, don't worry about about midterms. It'll it'll pick up. Yeah, <laughs> mid semester it'll, it'll it'll change.
0: It it just wouldn't work on a single teacher level. Right. Matt Anderson kind of proposes a system that kind of works. It, it, there's too much details though that I don't like. Yeah. Okay there's, okay. there's too much time to switch between the two systems to. Make right. It
1: that's that's my thought is the only way to
0: solve that is to have a hybrid system where you
1: both have you have. The students don't see the hundred percent starting grades, but you have to manage both. You have to manage the zero and the hundred percent grading
0: systems. Right. So the other the other hard thing, in terms of motivation, mm-hmm. is it's really nice once they hit like the the D mark where they know they're going to pass. Yeah, and they can motivate themselves to get better and better grades because yeah. they just need you know so much points. But there's a 60% gap between zero and a D. (laughs) Right. So finding ways to help students keep going through that part where they would not be passing the class is a little tricky. It's like, oh, you're six weeks in and now you're finally never going to be able to get below a D. That's great. But, you know, that that was a lot of six weeks where you're seeing an F grade.
1: Right, right.
0: Or feeling like you're not going to pass the class.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. I think – I think it'd be valuable in that case to do away with the lettering system completely and just do percentages. Um, maybe do a one through 10 system and, and rather than an A through F system because then you're like, oh, you mm-hmm. reached 10% of all the stuff you needed to learn? Like, that's a one. And you need a seven or a six to pass. I think a six is kind of low to pass, but <laughs> <laughs> you need a six to pass. and so And so instead of, instead of having the A B C D E F scale we swap the scale which is (laughs) dives right back into the revolutionary change like change it all
0: (laughs) that is interesting i've never thought of like doing a different lettering system Mm -hmm. or a different scale
1: understandably so i mean that that scale is used in everything it's like it's like so integrated into our society like i can say Oh, you know the the A through F scale, and you like know what I'm talking about perfectly. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: So, yeah. It, yeah, it's interesting because r- right now I'm like I'm breaking my students into categories in my mind. Okay. There's there's students that will do well in your class because they have support at home mm-hmm. and they enjoy your material. Okay. Yeah. Those students. You hardly even have to worry about. Yeah, I could even barely teach, and they probably would do well in that class. That, that's how I was. If I had a bad physics teacher, I still did good. Good in physics, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I had a physics teacher that could barely speak English one time in college. It's like eh, I still got an A minus in the class, you know, like because I enjoyed the material. Right. So, like, when you have a student that has support at home and they enjoy the material, they're going to do well mm-hmm. in your class. Then you have a block of students that have good support at home and they're generally good students but they don't necessarily enjoy your class per se and those are the students that i feel like this is where we have to tune the system the most to okay because you want to make sure the students that are good students that want to do well not necessarily because they enjoy the material but because they want to do well in school right you want to make sure you're never like slashing their opportunities or demotivating them right and so i'm trying to think how right. the system affects them. Just for continuity, the other blocks in my mind are students that don't have support at home but do enjoy your material. Yeah. Those are the interesting to, most interesting to think about and how yeah. you can support them. And the last ones are those that don't have support at home don't enjoy your material. Those are really hard <laughs> to yeah. get to. And I don't think this system is going to change any of that. No. But those, those two in the middle of students that enjoy your material but don't have support, support at home and those that do have support at home but don't necessarily enjoy your material. I feel like this could be a more motivating setup and system than their standard A through F if you did it in the right light and did it in a way where somehow you were able to motivate them through that first kind of 50, 60% where they can't see right away that they're going to be able to you know, get the grade they need or whatever it may be. So yeah. I'm just, I, again, I'm the academic, right? <laughs> and so I can't put myself into that mindset i'm trying to think of how the the one through ten scale might change it or if a different grain scale would affect it i don't know right right
1: i think uh, i'm not sure i think just the the getting rid of the abstract a through f lettering is i think that would help that system work because i like that system a lot I, i appreciate that a lot more now that i'm like thinking about it and this is the first time it's been introduced to me but like of course. Like, that makes perfect sense. You don't ever, like, not in, like, you want to talk about gamification, <laughs> never in games are you given, like, oh, well, guess what? You failed, so, or or you didn't do perfectly on this, so we're going to take away some of your abilities. <laughs> like, no, no. Your character always gets better. They don't get worse because of something you didn't quite do just right. <laughs> oh, it just makes me so
0: mad. That would be, like, a fun visualization to make. <laughs> make a video game that mirrors that, our education system right now. That would be crazy. <laughs> so, like, it's, like, the least fun game ever. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. It mirrors how we, like, do rewards and penalties. Like. That, would be, that would make for a crazy
1: interesting experiment <laughs> to, like, send out to a bunch of people. I have a bunch of gamers, like, a bunch of people who play games regularly, like, play this game. And record their experiences and be like, guess what? This is how the school system works. This is how it actually is happening, and that's why nobody wants to do school. Like that's why that's why people like me don't do well in school. Because that's just crazy. Uh, that would be so cool. <laughs> oh, I want to <laughs> see that. That would be so cool. I'll get on it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I got time. Yeah, mm, it in there. <laughs> um, this actually brings to mind one of one of the the greatest problems I had with one of my math classes, my math classes, I think were the most varied in the way that they taught them and the way that they were like the, the graded and, and the way, mm-hmm. you know, the content was, was distributed and you know yada, blah, blah, blah. But one of the, one of the systems that I used was actually the Alex, Alex system. A- okay. Yeah. L E K S for one of my math classes. And it started off like, Oh, this is great. Like, Oh cool. An online system that'll help me learn my math. Yeah. Heck yeah. But, This class, I ended up not doing most of the Alex assignments because, okay, because one of my great gripes, Uh, I complained like directly. I tried to find like the most direct way to complain about this to Alex (laughs) to let them know that this is the stupidest system ever. Oh my goodness, I have so strong feelings about this. (laughs) Still, this is great to watch (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like a year since this happened, and I'm still just like (sighs) I'm still livid about it. But the way this system would work for homework is you'd go on and you'd. You'd be given a problem, okay? So, so at the top of the screen, top right, there's these bars that you have to fill up and say it's a, it'd say it's five bars. I don't really remember exactly, but there's like five different like progression bars, basically, and you're given problems of appropriate difficulty based on how far you progressed through the through the assignment, right? So the first problems are easier, then the second problems are harder, and the third problems are the hardest. It was three bars, not five. Three bars and. And every time you completed a a problem correctly, you got one of your bars filled up. It was like, bing, kind of like this gamification. Nice. Like, success. Like, you did it. You completed this problem. And you do another one, it would fill up. And you're like, heck, yeah. You, you nail two of them in a row. And you're like, heck, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And then you go to do your next assignment. And what would happen is you do the assignment and say you got this problem wrong because it's, it's the hardest problem. It's the most difficult one to do. Um, you got it wrong, and one of those bars would go away. So you'd step backwards. And you're like, okay, well, we gotta, we got to step back and, and cover more material. And I did this. And as I was doing this, my mind almost exploded with rage <laughs> and f- fury at this system. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it. And I realized what my problem was. Because I wasn't doing well. I wasn't motivated to do the homework. Even though it had this like progression system, like, "Oh, you know yeah. you're going to progress through the work and then you're going to be done with the work." But when I finally understood what was actually going on, my mind broke a little bit, and I was like, <laughs> "This is not how anything should work ever like this is not how a system should work because what would happen is I'd get motivated and I'd do one, and I'd do another, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing good and then i'd I'd lose a point I'd I'd, I'd, I'd get the next problem wrong, and mm-hmm. I'd "Oh, dang, ah." Oh. And then, and then I'd do the next problem. I'd try to do the problem again. And, I, oh, guess what? I, I entered it a little bit wrong. Math uh-huh. is one of those things where if, if it's an online system, it has to be entered kind of specifically like each system's kind of finicky mm-hmm. and, and, and particular about the way it wants to be in there. And okay. so I enter it wrong. And, boom, another point gone. And I'm back to zero points. And I was like, the heck is going <laughs> on? Like, why are you stealing my points? And I thought about it. If you think about it as a quiz – You don't take a quiz and, okay, so you got the first three questions on the quiz right. Like, okay, points one, two, and three. Kind of like the system we're talking about. You're getting points for getting those questions right. And then you get, what if you got number four wrong and they took away one of your points? (laughs) And you got number five one and they took away another point. And your five-question quiz, you got three questions right, but you only got one point. That's what was going on (laughs) in this terrible Alex system because they stole my points i earned the point and then they took it away from me for getting a different question wrong (laughs) a different thing and you could just lose you could you could spend hours and hours sitting on the system running through these points trying to accomplish one five point assignment five question assignment it drove me crazy so the way
0: (laughs) aaron i have to admit something Yes. I actually know what Alex is. I just wanted to see you rant about <laughs> it. <laughs> but my students, I, I used to teach a, a seventh grade math class, okay. and my school is mandating that we used Alex, and all my students hated it for that exact same reason. <laughs> it's so demotivating. <laughs> you, you, I'm telling you, you, you go
1: in, and you, you do the three questions, and then you get to the last question, and you're like, you're like, praying you're like please let me answer this question correctly and there's like this this fear that fills my belly that i'm like i can't click on the submit button i i can't do it because if i click on it it'll be wrong and i'll have to do more homework because i got it wrong like you, it's like this infinite loop of homework that you just could get stuck in and stay there forever doing homework Over, over. the idea is like oh well eventually they'll learn and eventually they'll figure it out well guess what <laughs> guess what you can't. You, what if I screw up the entry? What if I get hasty and I'm upset and I screw up the entry? Like, oh, uh,
0: Alex is one of those things that looks good on paper, yeah. to educators, but when you actually implement it, it's just awful. Yeah, yeah, not, not helpful. <laughs> anyway,
1: and so <laughs> I guess the way this relates is that if 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 we could if we could shift to the zero percent the zero percent grade scale, starting that is starting at zero the zero the, the zero grade scale. If it falls into this, is it if it does that, if it does what Alex does, it would be worse. It would be infinitely worse, right, so we can't do that
0: no, it can it should only go up
1: right it, right
0: because that's not, how things in real life work right right, exactly things exactly. don't degrade after you've completed them right
1: right, right right like oh, I made this cabinet, and then like later you look over at the cabinet, you're like <laughs> you, you're putting together a different cabinet you break the end and you look over at the other cabinet the other cabinet just like falls apart like <laughs> the heck <laughs> like, the heck happened like that does, that's not how this works guys so many strong feelings <sighs> but i love i love the zero percent grade scale i think that would be i think that
0: would be motivating i think that would be incredibly helpful for a lot of people yeah. again there, there needs to be something a little bit helpful in that first range but overall yeah i think it would be better to be constantly building up, rather than holding on for dear life at the top. <laughs> right, right. So.
1: Big old bad teachers prying your fingers off one by <laughs> one. You know, like oh, you got these <laughs> questions wrong. You got this. You failed this test. You're gonna fall.
0: All right. So we've talked a lot about some of the simple things that we can do now to make education better. But I think we're going to keep a lot of the problems we've had for a long time <laughs> if we only make these changes. Right. And so there's really one big revolutionary idea that I want to submit to you Okay. okay. that I think is the one I was mentioning at the beginning. will probably offend a lot of people. Ooh, and I'm
1: excited.
0: <laughs> I think it will cause some upstirring. But okay, okay. I think it is really the solution in my opinion. And I'm curious your... Opinion on this as well. Okay, okay.
1: Get your get your your, your torches and your pitchforks ready, <laughs> so we can. Uh, <laughs> this is why
0: I don't tell anyone where I live. <laughs> <Wise> <laughs> moments man. like these? Yes, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, okay. Let's do it. All right. So, I, I guess I want to preface this with a story. Okay? okay. Okay. I have a good friend that Aaron also knows, mm-hmm. and he is a computer programmer like me, and One day, he comes up to me. This is like when I was first starting my master's. I hadn't been programming for four or five years. You know, like it had been a long gap. And he's like, hey, David, do you want to go and do this programming competition with me? Yeah, okay, yeah. And I was like, sure, why not for fun? I'm not really good at programming right now. I'm still getting back into the swing of it. Yeah, but there we go. They pair us off with another guy because they had so many submissions. They had to do teams of three instead of two. Okay, yeah. So we got paired off with this other guy, and he was really helpful as well. Okay. And we did the competition. It was a lot of fun, and we do it, and we get ninth place out of, like, 100 teams. Heck,
2: yeah. It's <laughs> <And we're laughs> <like>, awesome. <laughs> we're like, whoa,
0: like, that was pretty good.
2: <laughs>
0: and so the next year, we, we talked to that same guy and get him on the team again. We're like, we're just going to start as a team of three because we did so well last year. Yeah. And so we did that competition again. And we got second place that year. Really? And so we wow. all got like Amazon gift cards and prizes mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was like a lot of fun and really <laughs> cool. It was like, oh, sweet. Like, this is cool. Okay, yeah. And I'm going to claim that I'm the weakest link. The other two guys I felt like did most of the work. But right. I did solve, there was a couple of physics based problems. So I, <laughs> I did help on those ones. So those are the best. that was you're my reading, contribution. <laughs> you're reading through the problems.
1: Physics, how I can do that? <laughs> <laughs> you jump on, you're like, I got this.
0: Um, but the point is, the reason I bring this up is that my friend that had initially asked me on to help him with this competition, the company that hosted the competition got him a job at that company because of how well he did on the programming competition.
2: Wow. Okay, after yeah. he got
0: his degree, he ended up going working for that company. Wow, okay, yeah, and that's sweet. And even later, after that, they offered me a job directly. Wow! For the company, but I turned it down because I was still working on the masters and yeah, stuff. And they yeah, said, yeah. "Well, keep in touch. After you're done with the masters, we want to talk to you." He's a hopeless academic. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> it, but they, I'd have to. I'd have to stop the masters to go work for them. Yeah, so that I'd, makes sense. I'd rather yeah. invest a little bit more time and get this finished. Yeah. But the reason I bring this up is that the degree that my friend and I both had in programming was not the main factor in what got us our jobs, right? Right. It was some other external factor that got us our jobs. Now, obviously, that degree is important. Right. You had to learn to program. Yeah. We, uh, that's, what, yeah that's what got us to program. That's what helped us program. But the company was not looking at any other factors other than they knew we could program because of the degree and they knew we were good at it because of the competition. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a very specific case, but I bring this up because in education, a lot of times in college, but especially in high school, we treat the degree and the diploma as, like, these all-powerful gates to your future. (laughs) Like, if you have the high school diploma, like, your future is set, and you are free to take your career into this magical (laughs) wonderland. At least that's how my principal sometimes describes it, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. But it's, just, it's just, yeah,
1: it's the kind of this, this grand like you have to do this, and when you do it, everything will be better after that.
0: And and I see so many cases where the diploma itself means hardly anything. And in college, even where people get okay, degrees, yeah. and the degree it wasn't the main factor that got them the job that they're currently in.
1: Right, right. Like they
0: still needed it, but it wasn't the main contribution it wasn't the main factor that was the influence that got them to the position they're at today right and i don't bring this up to say that we should get rid of diplomas and degrees that's not the direction (laughs) i'm
1: going (laughs) (laughs) i
0: was hoping i had my fingers crossed (laughs) uh, (laughs) what what i am saying though is that we have this idea that the diploma is this all-seeing all-powerful gate to your future yeah which is not And we build so much on this diploma as it is showing that you know everything about everything, right? You know all the topics of academia. You know English, and you know physics, and you know math, and you know all these Mm -hmm. things and history. And it's like it's supposed to represent that this shows you know an amount of something about everything. Yeah. But in reality, employers often don't care you have a diploma. And often – even if you have a diploma, you don't have sufficient knowledge in those topics. Even right. though you passed your English class, or even though I passed <laughs> I passed all my English classes, I knew diddly squat about English right. when I got done with high school. If you asked me to type up a report, like a real report for a company after I got out of high school, English would not have properly prepared me for that. My English classes would not have. And that's yeah. not necessarily the teacher's fault. Right. It's the fact that I didn't care about English. Right. And so no amount of teaching me about English is going to properly prepare me to have a job where that is (laughs) needed. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And so we got this, like, really weird feedback loop occurring where students don't want to learn certain subjects because they're not truly interested in them. Yeah. But we have high expectations that they do, so we force them into these classes where they get enough to get by in them. And then we have this paper that doesn't mean anything because the employer wasn't dependent on those skills that they didn't actually know. And they're just like going further and further down this ladder that is feeding on itself. Okay, yeah. And so I don't want to talk about all the problems that are associated with it because there's more than that in my opinion. (laughs) I
1: I know. I'm sitting here going, oh, there's this and this and this and this.
0: But this is my proposal. Okay. I say we – Get rid of the general knowledge requirement by the end of junior high. And high school is more like college, and you are in a specific field by 10th grade.
1: David, once again, you've blown my mind (laughs) with just a a game-changing idea. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. See after going to university, after going to college, this <laughs> – we want to do circles again. Um, <laughs> I feel like university is being pulled down into high school level stuff. Right. Like general education requirements for university, I think, is the silliest thing.
0: Yeah, that's another – That that's kind of connected with it. That right. There would be less general education requirements in university because the high school would have less of the general
1: right. education requirements. Right, because – you need a general education but like do you really <laughs> need to take a third biology class in college a college level biology class yeah for your computer science degree no 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 i think that's i think that's ridiculous and i think it's crazy and i think this would help a lot if if we did Oh, oh it's, oh, it's a genius idea just to just to get rid of general education requirements, just to just to totally, totally get rid of them out of. I would say I think I think out of junior high, I think high school should be a transitionary period more than it is. Right. Of like there are hardly any general education and a lot more stuff is taught. A lot more things can be introduced. But definitely out of out of universities i think that <laughs> that's just craziness i think it's ridiculous because like you say that, that employers don't care about your general education knowledge like, they don't care i would be shocked to find one that cared about my history class especially because guess what for general education you're not given one history class you're given the option of six history classes right. go which one does it t- which one should you take it doesn't matter then why am I taking it? Why am I doing (laughs) it? Like, this doesn't make any sense.
0: So I'm glad you're seeing all the positive implications would have. Yeah. I'm going to bring up some points I know I've heard people bring up when I have brought this idea to them. Okay. So one common problem that people often say is, well, what if you don't know what you want to do by ninth grade? Yeah. Right. Whatever grade it is where it starts really being you need to know like your specific area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because people say, well, like what if you start going into, let's say you wanted to do history and then you realize you don't want to do that and you end up going into engineering or something. I haven't seen that transition often, but, you know, whatever. If you don't know what you want to do. Right. And whenever this argument is made, I kind of laugh. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what happens in college, <laughs> all the flipping time, all
1: the all the dang time. <laughs> you know how many people, people I know that
0: have changed their majors.
1: <laughs> you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to figure out what you want to do in college when you could just figure that out in high school.
0: Yeah. So, so my argument is always great. Like, if they decide to switch, great. Like, right. I, I mean, you'd have to adjust the system so that if you started in one field, oh yeah, and then like you decided you wanted to try some other, you could adjust what the requirements are to graduate. Right. Cause right. You, you don't, you don't need to catch up on three years worth of, you know, math classes. If that was what you were wanting to do now, when you started in science or something, whatever it may be. Yeah. You'd have to adjust the graduation requirements, but overall I'd much rather have people trying routes and yeah. realizing they don't want them when they're getting it for free.
2: <laughs> rather right. than when
0: they're doing it in college, and then they don't graduate ever in college because they change their majors too much time, too many times, right? And then they don't have the money or the motivation to continue. Right. right. If that well, process can happen when it's free, you'd be right. much better suited for college.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then you'd have at least a general idea. I still, I still look at college, and I started with a computer science degree, and I'm sitting here going, I don't know if I want to do computer science, but I've spent eight thousand dollars investing <laughs> in a computer science degree the heck that's ridiculous like i i agree 100 percent that it that that it's way more valuable to do that when it is cheap when it is when it is just when it isn't part of the public education system it would take a lot of shifting though it would take a lot of change from the whole system but
0: bah. yeah
1: i think it's a great idea <laughs> i think that's a, yeah I agree.
0: Think there's some other positives too okay. well i think it'd be better for the teachers Okay. as well we have a lot of problems with keeping teachers in the education system yeah because they 20. get frustrated with all the problems in it and then they leave right right the average i think the average lifespan of a teacher, <laughs> teacher right now in the education is like five years or something really? is the average it's really bad Yikes. and i think a lot of that problem is they have to teach their general subject to such a general audience so you're starting with the lowest level of your subject yeah and everyone has to take their subject, regardless if they like it or not. Right. And then there's just no there's it's not as fun when the students are involved in it because right. they don't want to be there. Right. It's kind and of... I think you'd mitigate a lot of that if the teacher is teaching first of all higher level classes because they're getting into more specific areas with right. their students. And there's not the requirement that you know Susan over there that still isn't passing, you know, eighth grade math <laughs> is now trying to take a physics class where we're using 10th grade math. Like, you know, like <laughs> right, those right. those problems would not exist if, if that specification or if that general knowledge requirement wasn't there anymore.
1: Right. And that makes perfect sense. It, it sounds terribly demotivating to try and ha- have to teach a classroom full of people where half the people all right, don't care. Like they just they, right. they're they're They could be they couldn't care less about the topic that you're trying to help them understand. That, right. sounds, that sounds like the worst. I like that solution. I, I, li- I like that. I like that positive.
0: I think we have, again, uh, the, the big one is, oh, they, they just don't know. They won't know for sure what they want to do. Right. And especially students that are, like, really not into school. Like, yeah. Again, they don't have support at home, and yeah. they're not interested in certain things. I say, great. Let them choose something random. Right. And they'll figure out really quickly whether or not they want to do that <laughs> thing. Right? It will force right. them to explore. Right. You can't force someone to learn, but you can force them to explore <laughs> routes if yeah, it's in the yeah, system, yeah,
1: right? Yeah. I like that you have like, like a categories, and then you just select a category. Like, do you want to try science or do you want to try art? You want to try English? Like, what do you want to try? And they're like, uh, 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 arts. And you're like, okay, and press the random button. Like, go to a class. <laughs> you couldn't decide, so go. Go. You're gonna study uh, music theory. Okay, have fun. <laughs> yeah. And then, th- <laughs> then they'll be back in next week, wanting to change classes because they turns out they don't like music theory. Right. So, I think that's I think that's a good idea. I think that would work perfectly. Is seriously like an indecisive student. I think a big random button would just solve that All right, <laughs> that you are <laughs> in these classes. <laughs> that's what I can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna start you off in these three entry level classes, and see if you like any of them, and come back in two weeks yeah, when you that's figure that's out
0: that's true too you could start multiple specific mm-hmm. specifications and mm-hmm. then yeah they could because you have seven hours yeah at school
1: a day a full-time job at school every day like, ugh,
0: I like the, the other change that would occur with that okay is that the seventh through ninth grade or i guess you conclude sixth grade we have the junior high system here so it's seventh through ninth for middle school but yeah. other places have sixth through eighth. Yeah, But yeah. whatever it is, those it is, kind of three cool or four years, years yeah. in that range, you would need to include more exploration as well. So, for example, students have a lot of electives in junior high, which is a fun time to kind of pick a topic that you're interested in yeah. and take classes in it. But right now it exists in the format of you take one class, an elective, in that topic you like. And you just do that through all your years of junior high and high school. In this format, I would suggest in the lower junior high grades, you have more required exploration. So you have to take at least one foreign language class. You have to take one computer science class. You have to take one arts class. And a lot of p- places have that kind of idea, but I would I'd make sure that students are kind of exploring more than they are now okay take a take away a couple of the electives in the and junior to, to force high Force exploration and give them yeah i guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah. force a little bit more exploration yeah. Yeah. in the junior high years and then that way they have a lot more capability of choosing right. in the high school years if they take a computer science class in junior high and they absolutely hate it they know not to go down that Definitely. route. <laughs> you know
1: don't do computer science, right, that's, that's oh, oh, yeah, you didn't like these classes,
0: and at the end of the,
1: t- at the end of the classes, you could just, like, send out a survey, and be like, okay, on a scale of one to ten, how much did you like this class, like, how much did you enjoy the content and the material of this class, like, oh, one, you're like, okay, not doing that again, <laughs> like, oh, and then when they, and then when they get to the high school, it's like, okay, well, here's, here's your assessments, like, here here's what you said you liked and didn't like, pick, pick from that, like, use that as a resource, I think this is another point of value, I think, from this is that it it puts it into their hands a lot earlier. Mm -hmm. It it makes me increasingly frustrated how how little control they have. Like being an adult is all about like you you figure it out and you do it because that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're an adult. Do it like this is you you get to figure it out. You get to do what you want to do, but you need to do it or else you're just going to sit around. And I think the school system doesn't prepare you well for that. And it doesn't prepare you well for a career or adulthood. It just it's we're gonna hold your hand and we're gonna we're gonna hold your hand all the way through K through twelve <laughs> and then let you loose into this <laughs> yeah. this very expensive university and say, okay, well have fun, figure out what you want to do. You know it's 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 a very it feels like it, it feels like we're holding a hand too much instead of being like, Kate, okay, what do you want to do? Like you you need to take ownership, teaching, teaching teaching students how to take ownership and how to take responsibility for the things that they want to do. And teaching Mm. them that, like, okay, this is how the world works. Like, you need to – this is why we're doing this, because you need to figure out a career. They have that in school. Like, they have, like, the the career assessment stuff or whatever. Right. Garbage. (laughs) 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 Worthless. (laughs) Didn't help me at all. Nice. (laughs) It just doesn't – it didn't help me at all. And I just don't – I don't like it, but I like this system. I think it's it's incredibly valuable.
0: I'm going to say one more thing that I think is going to be the most – (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> the most dangerous one to say Ooh, please do because the junior high years are would be important for this exploration right mm-hmm. i would say for those junior high years get rid of the yearly english and math requirement mm. i would make it maybe one or two they can choose which years whatever it may be But I honestly believe, and again, I'm a physics teacher. (laughs) I I understand math and love math and all that stuff. Okay, okay. But we hold math in such a high regard. But I honestly believe that no amount of forcing the students into math classes every year is going to make them want to do math. So you give them, you treat it just like any other exploration in my mind. Okay. They do one or two years of math, open up some other options in the junior high years so they have more time to explore other options right and then if they want to do something in math or science guess what they're gonna have three years of high school where they're not taking any other classes mm-hmm. no those other electives you'll be able to make that up really quickly yeah especially if the student wants to learn okay now. Yeah. yeah 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 same with english right we hold english in such high regard i got through life just fine and i hated <laughs> english right it didn't right. matter in my field until I got into the English of physics and of technical writing and stuff in college. Right, right. And so, if your students want to do creative writing and all the different things involved in English, like, and I don't know them all, <laughs> <laughs> like the English stuff, the English stuff, that some that English people, people like do. doing. I don't know who likes doing right. that stuff, but uh. guess what? You you teach one or two years of English, and then in high school. They will have, for those that are doing any field related to English where they'll need to communicate effectively, they'll have plenty of time to get caught up and not just get caught up, but they'll do, you'll be able to do more and more with the students that actually want to do the creative writing and the you know, persuasive essays and that type of English and all the things we teach. So I say get rid of that yearly requirement, in my opinion. I think that will rabble arouse a couple of people. But that's my honest opinion. Make all make all the topics equivalent in the exploration phase. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it never
1: hurts to try. <laughs> I I don't I I don't see why not. You make a good case for it. I'd like to hear a counter argument. <laughs> I don't have a counter argument. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, well, I didn't like English, so yeah, <laughs> get rid of it.
0: I don't wanna, I don't want to do it. any more English. <laughs> That's true. We got some (laughs) biased perceptives here, so we need perceptions. Yes, yes.
1: but I agree. Like, you don't need – I don't know. We do have a lot of math requirements that go a little bit above what I think regular math people need, like regular jobs need for math. Like, a lot of, like, STEM jobs need it, and it's necessary. But, like, I do cabinets, and I don't (laughs) do algebra ever. I start to get into algebra when I do, like, drafting and with like the the computer side of it, but as far as like cabinets, dude, no, <laughs> it just doesn't some take geometry. algebra to add a sixteenth to an eighth. It's <laughs> three sixteenths. It's easy fractions. <laughs> it's easy. Like don't make this complicated. And so you don't over, you don't go too far over, wasting time teaching something that they're not interested in, that they're not going
0: to get involved in later, and they're not going to remember. That's the thing right. that, that drives me crazy too. Yeah, This government's like, oh, they need these skills for later in life. Do you think, honestly, that your students are remembering stuff from ninth grade, tenth grade, math, English? Like, right, right. It, it's I, not gonna <laughs> stick if they don't like that subject. You know? I I remember
1: more social interactions with my friends and with with other teachers than I remember than I than I remember content that I learned in in seventh through ninth. Like, I just I don't remember any of the content, but I. Oh, yeah, that one time that you looked like an idiot, I looked like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that real well. Yeah, and so I agree. Like, it's not very. Like it's, it is foundational in some ways, but like,
0: I, I, and if you change the, again, if you change the whole system,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then the way we would view it would be totally different. Mm-hmm. You, the students would value. I think. I know this sounds weird to say. But I really think students would value the English classes and the math classes and the history class and just any class in those areas a little bit more during those years yeah because they know it's just i'm doing this once to see if i like it yeah and then it's not such a big problem the reason why yeah. math is such a big problem for students is because we build on it for years and years and years from seventh grade and before all the way to you know senior year yeah and so if you fall behind in the earlier years You're gonna fall even more behind the years after that, and so we have this huge buildup for students that know they don't have any interest in math. Yeah. So, we, you know, (laughs) just if we change the whole system, we we'd see it differently. Yeah. And I think the students, honestly, I honestly believe the students would see it a little bit differently as this is a time to see what I like. They still may not try. You know, they're still seventh graders, eighth graders. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's
1: that's the thing. There's always there's always the last category of student that's like not that they're not going to do anything anyway it's like okay well that's
0: but he i think gave it, you this option <laughs> it's, yeah yeah he i gave think you this chance
1: i think it's valuable to, to 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 say well you know that's your your fault like you, you you didn't take a hold of it like time to time to kind of grow up a little bit and be like okay well this is just because you didn't want to do it doesn't doesn't mean it changes anything just because you you don't you don't want to go to work doesn't doesn't mean you don't have to go to
0: work Right.
1: Like there's always there's always stuff you have to do and that's 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 part of
0: it. But there's but and, and even the worst case <laughs> <laughs> and even in the worst case, maybe a student will always hate an English class like I did. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay, because then instead of having to go through six years of English through junior high and high school, they can say, Okay, I just need to survive these two English classes or whatever it may yeah. be and then I know for sure that I just don't want to do English. <laughs> but that's okay. I've, I've studied enough English to know what it's about. Right. And know the field generally. Right. That I can go do what I want to do. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And so even the wor- in the worst case, in the absolute worst case, we have them do this, all, this huge exploration in junior high, mm-hmm. and they just survive those two years. Yeah that's better than them surviving six years because they didn't want to do anything in yeah. school yeah. because we're constantly putting them into the same classes just at higher and higher levels and the topics they already don't like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think we'll still run into some of those those problems, but if we did that, like we'd, we'd kind of open up the field to, to, to allow a lot more, like if there were a lot more options, you could try out a lot of things. Cause like, I think they'll get, they'll, they'll survive those two years. And then still be stuck with, like, okay, you have to figure out something to do. Like, you have to figure out something to learn. Yeah. And they'll just be like, oh. And, and there will be students who will just who just won't, still won't know what to do, still won't know what to do. And then it's like – and then that's when you have a counselor step in and be like, well, this is what you're going to do because – you can't decide you're not deciding right. and so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the hand-holding now and tell you what <laughs> you're gonna do so that you get through this because this is this is required like by law you have to actually do this <laughs> so we can't actually just not have this but uh, you know
0: right but again one one last point on this that i want to okay. point out okay going back to the students the categories that i have in my, in my head <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you're one through the, yeah. the, the students the students that Have good support at home, interested in your material. Yeah. This definitely helps them, right? Yeah. So physics student like me that wants to do science, physics, math, (laughs) I get to go right into it. Yeah. And I get to get involved in something I'm really interested right away. Yeah. Right? Rather than waiting until after high school. Right. Well, I didn't wait. But most students (laughs) have to wait until after high school to get into that. Students that are just trying to be good students – or, and they have good support at home, but they're not necessarily interested in your material. Yeah. Again, this also helps them because, again, we say now, now it's not you have to take every class. Now you get to pick what you want to do, and maybe they don't know that right away. Yeah. But they're figuring that out a lot sooner. And again, while it's free, rather than finding that out in college, that's right. often what happens to those students that were good in high school, but really weren't interested in a certain topic or maybe just one specific topic. Yeah. Right. They struggle in college when they get to that environment because they still don't know exactly the route they want to take. Right, right. So this helps them to explore earlier.
1: I agree one hundred percent. I fall into I feel like I fall into the like the, the lower the lower category of those students. <laughs> like I had good support at home, but like I didn't want to do school. I didn't like school, but I think that would have that would have helped. And and so I I agree. That's that's super helpful.
0: And then the next category I think is the most interesting. The don't have support at home but have interest in a certain idea or material, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is what really, honestly, the students we will help the most. Okay. Because, again, these students suffer from the fact that they don't have that support from home. So they don't generally have a desire to complete homework. Yeah. Understand. And they see school as something that has to be survived. I, I mean, I teach these students all the time. I taught some remedial math classes. Yeah. And these students, they they come from hard situations. They come from, yeah. they come they come from situations where I go. If I was in that situation, I would not care anything about school. Yeah. Like I I can't blame them for anything they do in my class because I'm like I would have probably acted the same way. Yeah. But if those students can see a light at the end of the tunnel, the problem right now with school is it's such a long, continuous drag for them of things they don't want to do, things they're not interested in. But if they can get into that field of what they want to do
2: mm-hmm.
0: by ninth grade or whatever it may be, yeah, then they have some hope. Because I know a lot of students, that I've talked to them, and they're like, I can't afford to go to college, and I don't have the grades to go into college. Because they, yeah. they can't get the general education requirements down yeah. for college. But if they're in ninth grade, and they honestly know they want to go into, like, drafting or, you know, whatever field, yeah, and they can start working on that while it's free. Even if they don't have that support at home, they're going to be so much more me- motivated and feel like they actually have a route somewhere. Because okay. yeah. right now they're just being held, really held down by the education system because they're forced to take so many classes and topics they don't enjoy. Yeah, and They're yeah. not being motivated by their parents to continue it's, on in that education. Yeah,
1: the, the, the general education requirements are killing their motivation to do what they want it to do.
0: If we have any hope of helping those students, they have to be studying the things they actually have a chance of doing later on in life yeah. sooner. Okay, yeah. Because right now they just see this arbitrary diploma that doesn't lead to anything in their pathway. Yeah. We tell them it's this magical gateway to their future, and then they get done with high school. And they're still in the same problems because they don't have any skills for jobs that they might actually enjoy right. doing. Right. And My then God. there's that group that still won't care and still has no support at home, and you probably can't reach them still. But
1: well, I think I think I think they might be able to bump, be able to be bumped up into the next category with lots of exploration. I True. think I think pressing the random button really will help them start to actually figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, again. Like, just like standing ovations, there's always going to be that person. But, <laughs> that's true. But, but I think with the majority of them, I think that it would help lead them into being that that third category that you talked about of of being motivated to to do the work because they they like the subject. I think that would help push a lot of them into that category right. and and pull a lot of people out of that category.
0: Because that's I was, a good point
1: if i had a crappy like if i had a crappy situation at home like i would have been that category i would have been that that student that's that that would have been me and the school system right now wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten me to to something that i would have enjoyed like it wouldn't have right. it wouldn't have pushed me but i think it, i think it could have i think it can do that with this system
0: anyways i can't think of any other arguments against it or for it at the moment
1: right right it's okay well <laughs>
0: They should hear about it. We
1: should be able to hear about <laughs> yeah. People, people.
0: Yeah, we'll see we'll see how people comment on this. I'm curious <laughs> about these ideas. But. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. I honestly think that would really, really help the education system.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So we just gotta go do it.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, first we gotta get the podcast popular and then we can go do it. <laughs> we that. that's
0: true. We need that that powerful <laughs> influence in the world.
1: <laughs> no, and so concludes the great culmination of save the world even though we'll be back in like two weeks so <laughs> it's fine it's not the end it's just oh uh, it's such a serious episode too like usually we try to be a little bit funnier but i i, I appreciate the seriousness
0: we could like, talk about tamales again if we need to <laughs>
1: heck yeah where did i see tamales the other day i was at, uh the farmer's market yeah there were tamales at the farmer's market i was like